Hello and welcome to another episode of The Quest for New Inspiration. My name is Katie Gates and I am so excited to share a very inspiring guest with you today. Kristen Ragnason is a financial expert with over 30 years of experience and the author of The End of Scarcity. Kristen shares her decade-long journey of research, uncovering hidden truths about money creation and how we can free ourselves from scarcity. I hope this episode inspires you as much as it inspired me. Well, it's so great to be here with you. And um, I've just released this book after 10 years of research and um, being in the financial world for 30 years, so my whole lifetime. And, and um, this book is a beautiful new way that we really can start living for our lives, stop living for the money, and actually bring that together into alignment. So. It's an exciting time for us. Yay. Okay. So give me like a little, I guess, glimpse into the end of, into your book. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, people have even said to me, what does the end of scarcity mean? You know, what do you mean by that? And I think I really do mean to stop living for the money or even as we look at the life that we dream of, sometimes it just always seems so out of reach or in conflict with the way that we're living. And I um, sort of came upon this in 2008 when I saw the first big banking crisis of recent years happen. And I was lucky enough to get clients out of the market, And um, but I wasn't feeling so totally peaceful because I could see I still was missing something. And even though when I was a little girl, my dad used to have me earn my allowance explaining to him how the markets worked, how interest rates worked. I mean, this is really how I grew up. (laughs) We would come home from school and he would say, let's see what our tax dollars bought today and check in and find out what I learned. That's awesome. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I I grew up, well, my grandpa was a banker and my mom is in the banking industry as well. So I grew up around it, but not not like that. (laughs) That's awesome. It's so wonderful. Yeah, no, he was really self-taught and wanted to make sure that we were always learning, like being curious, we were totally supported with anything we wanted to learn. But, um, you know, it's so interesting, especially coming from what banking was to what banking is. You know, banking really used to be a a really um, wonderful part of the fabric of our society, where like the 1934 movie, It's a Wonderful Life, Banking was here as a public utility, more or less, or like that kind of flavor, to help assess creditworthiness and then create credit or funding for different kinds of businesses that would uplift the community. That was really the basis of it, how it got started. And we're so far away from that today that even I think the banking system itself is stuck in sort of this hamster wheel that humanity is stuck on. But we have the opportunity to get free of it um, as we start to find out where the real problem comes from. So it's, and I, I think it's really interesting because it feels like things are getting more scarce, more difficult. Society seems like it's getting more fractured and that it would almost be impossible to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But because things are so difficult or even possibly getting more difficult in the next year in certain ways, we actually have more possibility like that that caterpillar becoming the butterfly that's awesome i love that so you mentioned 
the kind of start of the process of this kind of idea, what kind of started writing the book? Yeah. You know, when I saw it, I was so lucky to see 2008 ahead of a time and I could get most clients out of the market and um, unless they were totally dependent on what they were investing in for income. So when I saw the whole thing collapse, promises that I had grown up with or, you know, built my business on didn't get held up. And I thought, boy, I'm missing something. So I went on about mm, 18 months of personal learning. I read hundreds of books, knocked on doors of, you know, great economists that wrote books and said, what did you mean on page 67? And um, really, finally, when I found out what the root of the crisis was, I was shocked. It's actually how the dollar is created and how it comes into our real economy. And I saw that what I believed wasn't true. And then I had really the big stunning revolution, revelation that we're, we don't even really have money today. Um, you know, generations past, they actually literally had money, but we're using sort of, um, we're using something that, that temporarily looks like money, but it's really someone's college loan or their mortgage debt. And so if you think of a fan, when a fan spins around really fast, it looks like a disc, but it really, when it stops, you see, oh my gosh, it's a thing with blades on it. <laughs> You're like a yo-yo. It's It exists temporarily and then it comes back up. So the only way that money is created in our society today is when someone goes to a bank and asks for a loan, and it's typically created as what we call a consumer loan, something that, you know, used for shopping or buying a house or college or hospital debt. And it travels in society. It looks like money, like the head side of a quarter, but it really is the tail side of the quarter, someone's debt. And the problem with this is that it only exists for so long. And when someone repays the debt, the debt is gone, but the dollars are gone too. So we're walking around living with this idea, oh my gosh, if we got rid of debt or we got rid of the federal debt, we would all have more money. But lo and behold, if we got rid of the debt, we would have no money. <laughs> so it's it's this starts to show why everybody sort of feels like we're running on a hamster wheel because as soon as a debt is repaid, that person who got themselves debt-free for that moment might feel some relief, but there's less money circulating in our snow globe of society. So we're on this hamster wheel of having to go into debt, get a job, repay, find, you know, ba, 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 ba. you know, even we have over-consumerism being marketed to us because we have to create debt in order to have so something to use as money. And I'll tell you, maybe your grandfather knew you know, this is not how the system was supposed to be. And it's even why the founding fathers came to America. They were all in debt, all the colonists of the early age. And they knew that by having gold coins too scarce circulating, people could not be as creative and create their lives. So they came here to start over and to be free of debt. And they actually created a beautiful system that was creating such prosperity and abundance here that it caused the Revolutionary War. So it's actually the source of the Revolutionary War that the British bankers and the monarchies of Europe said, no way, this is a mischievous system, we're not having it. And they said to, you know, the, um, the people of the late 1700s and 
early 1800s, you do away with this system or there will be war. And sure enough, the War of 1812 came. They burnt down the White House. And unfortunately, we went back to this old school kind of British banking system, which we've been on more or less ever since. Wow. I did not know that. And I wish my grandpa was alive, too. I would love to pick his brain about it because I'm sure he has some major opinions about that. <laughs> hey, I And it really was, I think it was a much more beautiful time when banking was done years ago. Um, but, you know, the it's sort of become now a casino and we can see in the news, even where people again are worried about, wow, how safe is my money? Um, you know, I think that if we are really staying under the FDIC limits, probably still pretty safe, but the system has this, these landmines underneath it all the time. And what happens is when money is created for mortgages or other types of debt this way, it doesn't get created for businesses. And so the standard of living can go down because the money isn't being fueled to help businesses invest, investment capitalism gets contorted, so people's salaries go down. But meanwhile, the price of the houses go up because the loans are available. College goes up. You know, students that go to college almost become indentured servants, you know, where the debt is choking them. And you can't even really think about your dreams. And this is not how it was supposed to be. So the beautiful thing is the simple, um, process of how money is supposed to be created that we should have been learning in the first grade. And this really, you know, um, one plus one equal two wisdom is coming back into the common knowledge. And it's all in my book, The End of Scarcity. And I wrote the book because I so couldn't believe what I learned. 10 years of research. And I thought, wow, I'm going to consolidate this to make sure I know it. And then when I saw it, I thought every single person needs to know this. Because this is how we stop fighting with each other, feeling badly about ourselves. And here's how we can actually create a beautiful society together. I love that so much. Well, I will definitely be sure to leave that in the show notes. Um, if people wanted to learn more about your book or find your book, where can they go? They can go to my website, which is um, my name, which is Kristen Ragison. And it's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-R-A-G-U-S-I-N. Or they can go to theendofscarcity.com. The book is also, of course, on Amazon and Audible and Barnes and Noble, um, Apple Books. So it's really easy to find the ebook, the paper book, the audio book. And it's written like a beautiful story, even though it's true. Um, it's a bit of an adventure, sort of a, a little bit like a suspense novel. Every chapter has a big reveal but it's the education that was waiting for us to, to find it. And now we together are going to start in our communities. Um, money we're, Money is going to be issued in all different kinds of ways. I think farmers are going to start issuing alternative currency. I even think that we're going to see Amazon and Apple and all these big companies in the next couple of years start to issue money as a promise of the products that they deliver, limited by supply and demand. So the money is going to become by far more stable. The access for people to, to fund their dreams like crowdfunding is going to be so much more in flow. So we're going to return to this understanding that, wow, we were all born wealthy, each and every one of us. 
because we were all born with God-given beautiful talents running through us, all different. And each one of us is sort of ignited by passions that like crumbs on the trail keep calling to us. And sometimes it's harder to hear when life is more difficult, but still we get rejuvenated and there is the calling continuing to speak to us because life wants us to come and express each one of our unique gifts. And so as we retune to this ancient wisdom about money, and now we have the technology that our grandparents wished they had, so they're just praying that we do this, we're actually going to be able to live in alignment where the wealth that's in our being will be more important in our contributions to one another, and money will be in service to what we create and what we do for one another. This is truly the world that's just on the edge of breaking open like a spring bud. I love that so much. Um, just a side question. Did you voice the audiobook? I did. Oh, buddy. Yay. And I was like, you should have totally done the audiobook. You have a very rhythmic, smoothing voice. I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Especially with this type of topic, you know? Yeah. I've heard that a lot because, you know, the, the hard part about this stuff is there are a lot of people that try to explain what's going on, but they typically scare everyone, you know? Or when you start to learn, and then also people need a break, so they don't really necessarily want to pick up a money book. And then, you know, when you actually learn the basics, you start feeling so much more empowered, released from fear and shame. And then on top of it, here's the solution and the pathway. So this whole process should be uplifting. And um, and it just reminds me of my childhood where I had such a positive view of money, where it was this exciting thing that said, what do you want to create next? And I thought, why isn't this this way for everyone? Well, here we have the solution. So I invite everyone and, and to join together. I have a group on Facebook also so we can start for communities that want to put this into action. We can support each other. Later, um, you know, this year, it just, it just depends how busy I am. I'll have a cartoon children's version coming. Um, Very cool. The book is this beautiful process to set people free and to give them realistic hope, especially if things get a little bit more challenging as we're in the birth canal, um, leaving the old caterpillar and stepping into our butterflyness. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so excited for everybody here. Oh, thank you so much. Me too. And I look forward to seeing all the beautiful things that we create together. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every listen truly does mean the world to me. I really hope this episode leaves you with a little bit of a positive mindset going throughout your day. And if this episode inspired you at all, share it with a friend and keep the inspiration going. As always, make sure you tune in next week for some more inspiration.